This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's 2020. Happy New Year. Welcome to Voices of Experience, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. I'm your host, technology strategist and futurist, Crystal Washington. We're kicking off the new year by focusing on how you can future-proof your business. We'll look at trends you need to know to be successful in 2020 and beyond. You're going to discover the different types of decisions our clients are being forced to make as we discuss meeting industry insights with Deborah Gardner. Then, Joyce Joya will share how you can leverage futurist perspectives in your speaking business. It's a new year filled with new opportunities for growth and refinement. Are you ready? Let's go. Today we have with us Deborah Gardner, CMP, who has 29 years experience as a triple threat in the meetings industry as a planner, supplier, and speaker. She's spoken to over 100 hospitality organizations, so I can think of no one better to talk to us about meetings industry insights for business growth. Thank you for joining us today, Deborah. Thank you for having me, Crystal. First question, what are the top three meeting shifts that will impact professional speakers? Oh, can I narrow it down to three? (laughs) There are a Mm. lot of them, but if I had to choose the most relevant ones, Mm -hmm. um, it it really relies on what is going on right now. Mm -hmm. We're having, we're we're really enjoying a robust time in the meetings industry. We are actually at a 10-year consecutive years of of uh, Mm record-breaking stats in the meetings industry, which is great. Mm -hmm. It's, It's it's wonderful. However, there's going to be some changes. Okay. There's some rumbling going on out there. And in the meetings industry, we sum it up in one word, uncertainty. Okay. Uncertainty mixed with disruption and transformation, which makes it really confusing of what's going on right now. So the big question right now is, are we going to go through a slowdown? Is it going to be recession? Or are we going to be able to continue to live the dream? Okay. So this is a shift that the speaking community is going to have to keep a close eye on. Okay. And where to do that is in the uh, uh, the economy, okay. really following the economy. Because besides the economy, the meetings industry dictates what we do. Okay. So with those com- combinations working together, we really need to be on top of that. So that that definitely is one. The other one is supply is starting to outpace demand in the hospitality industry, mm. which means um, the we've already got about 52% more meetings that have been booked according to American Express in 2019. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's like there, there's so much going on. However, mm-hmm. the supply, the, the, the strong construction growth in the mm-hmm. supply area is starting to come to fruition. Mm. Um, it's starting by the end of the year we're going to have about 630,000 guest rooms opening. Uh, We've got a lot of big game venues like those that hold concerts or esports, which is going to be in the 2020 Olympics. You've got cornhole, you've got monster truck. And what's happening there is there's going to be some compression and and forcing our our decision makers, our clients, to make different types of decisions. Uh, So 
speakers are going to have to look at the flexibility of where they're going to be presenting their 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 programs now. It's okay. going to be in different areas where they've never thought of before. It's not the big ballrooms anymore. Mm-hmm. It's going to be in the bowling alley. It's going to be on the bus. Someone did that recently. Mm-hmm. Wedding venues. So those, that's a shift that we all have to look at and be really flexible with. Okay. Um, and and the, the, the clients are having a tough time getting the bosses to make decisions. And mm-hmm. that's why we see some rumbling in 2020 in particular okay. because the elections is coming up. And right. like any election year, there's always a standstill in decision making. So we have to be prepared for that. Um, but ultimately, safety and security. Meeting planners are expecting the, the, the speaking community to become more involved. I call it the do-it-yourself economy is what's coming. As speakers, we have the microphone right. in our hand. And if there is a safety security issue, mm. like um, the fire alarm goes off. You know, I, I've actually had to direct people <laughs> out of the room because a fire alarm I went be- off during a keynote, and I smelled I the it. fire behind me. Like, I, I could actually smell it. I believe it. <laughs> and, and good for you, because I've been in the audience to watch a speaker friend of mine and she froze. Oh no. So we really have to really get into helping our clients with safety security. Mm. As a matter of fact, the National Center uh, for Spectator Sports and Safety and Security, which is out of the University of Mississippi, mm-hmm. they actually cater to uh, security people in big venues. Okay. But they said no matter what, if it's a big venue or a, a small meeting room, mm-hmm. the audience has the same reaction when an active shooter comes in to a fire alarm. They say 10% of the audience will be active and help people to the exit. 80% of people will sit there and wait until you say something. Mm. And then another 10% won't even do anything even after you tell them to. Oh, wow. Probably because they're packing up their laptop or something. But those are the three areas I see as the most relevant and hottest area that the speaking community needs to stay up on. Okay, so let's say that we want to continue to be relevant going forward. Mm -hmm. Can you share maybe two to three resources for tracking meetings industry trends? Absolutely. And this is very important because I believe the speaking community needs to start looking at this as a strategy, part of their business plans and their P&As to to incorporate. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned earlier, the economy... Uh, dictates, you know, what the meetings industry does. So Mm -hmm. something like the Wall Street Journal is a great area as well. Also, the Facebook page, Meeting Industry News for Speakers, is another where there's a lot of information. That's pretty precise, right? If if speakers want Meeting Industry News, they go to Meeting (laughs) Industry News for Speakers. It would make sense, right? And then also, not that uh, we've ever really thought about this, but what about a mentor? Mm. I'm not talking about a mentor like your mom or your boss. I'm talking about a mentor on on the other side of the fence. Right. Your client. Right. Your client. Who is your best client you've ever had? Ask them to be your mentor. Or here's an even a better approach. How about your worst client you've ever had? Oh. If you've ever wanted, how much, how much have you learned from that person? Okay. And how would you like to have them on your side? Ask right. them to be your mentor. You'll learn a lot. Wow. That is for really brave people. <laughs> who obviously didn't have the worst client that I had. Okay, so last question for you today, Deborah. What two to three actions would you suggest speakers who want to stay viable over the next three years should take? And actually, it sounds like the first one is obviously to track the information via those resources. Any other 
actions you would suggest? Oh gosh, again, there's there's so many. I, I think really what it comes down to is, uh, again, paying attention to the economy. Um, there's a lot of mergers and acquisitions that are going on right now. Mm. Uh, a couple years ago, I've been following from the beginning the repatriation tax reform that has kept a lot of multinational companies overseas and mm. hard to come back to the U.S. because of the 35% tax. Right. Well, this administration was able to get it down to 12. They're trying to get it down to 10. So a okay. lot of companies are coming back and a lot of companies are buying each other. Mm. We've got um, uh, AT&T bought HBO. We've got Disney bought Fox. We've got um, Dow Chemical bought uh, DuPont. We've got um, IBM bought Red Hat. And because those mergers are happening and the, and the business mm-hmm. that's coming back to the U.S., mm-hmm. They need to have meetings. They need mm. to communicate. They need to figure things out. So I believe that is something they really want to look for mm-hmm. and take action on those type of companies and organizations. Another area is the delivery method. Audiences today are tired of attending meetings. Okay. They don't want to fly across country, leave their loved ones, and find out that their flight is delayed. They don't want to check into a hotel when their room's not available. They don't want to go to a registration desk and uh, they can't find their badge. And then they sit in a very cold room sitting there listening to you. Right. It's not happening anymore. They want to be part of the experience. They want to control that and they want to drive the outcome. So those are just... It's just some of the ideas. Well, Deborah, you've given us many things to think about. We have resources. We know where we can stay up to date on trends. We know some of the things that we need to look out for in our own programs. We've also learned with all these mergers and acquisitions, there are some serious opportunities for change management and leadership speakers in these Absolutely. So thank you for joining us on Voices of Experience. You're welcome. And thank you, Crystal. Now that Deborah shared important meeting industry trends, let's hear from our next guest who will share how you can consistently stay on top of all kinds of trends for your speaking business. In the studio today, we have Joyce Joya, CSP. She has spoken on seven continents and 70 times on television as a celebrity futurist. Please join me in welcoming Joyce. Thank you for being here on Voices of Experience. It's great to be with you, Crystal. So as someone who is familiar with your work and who follows you and leans leans onto every single thing that you say, I'm so excited that you're here talking about how we can leverage futurist perspectives in the speaking industry. My first question for you is, what is futurism and how does it impact speakers specifically? I think of futurism as the study of what could happen in the future. Okay. And as a professional futurist, I happen to be vice chair of the association, We look at a variety of different futures, plausible futures, what could happen, possible futures, again, what could possibly happen, probable futures, what will probably happen, and even the impact of wild cards, which are events, natural and man-made, that come out of left field and just hit us broadside and nothing is ever the same again. Right. So as speakers, I would imagine all of those different elements of futurism could impact our industry at any point in time. Indeed. Years ago, my late husband, Roger Herman, wrote a book titled Turbulence, Challenges and Opportunities in the World of Work. Are you prepared for the future? The opening of that book was a quote, which I wrote, but which we attributed to that great Greek philosopher, Anonymous. And it said, those who do not study the future are destined to be its victim. Oh, That's why all of us no matter what we do, no matter who we are, must consider 
a variety of different possible futures, and then think about what plans we might need to make now so that we can be successful in the future. Smart. So how should speakers leverage futurism concepts in becoming and staying thought leaders, or even just relevant for that matter? Well, I think of thought leaders, Crystal, as people who are on the leading edge of thought. And the world, I believe, expects us to think about what could happen and communicate our insights Mm -hmm. to support others in being successful in the future, in being all they can be. So no matter what your topic is, you need to look at what's going on in the world and how that's going to have an impact on your topic as you move into the future. Do you have any suggestions for how we can be aware of what's going on in the world? Do you look at trade journals? Do you look, are there places in particular where you should just kind of go to gather information? Well, I scan a number of different publications. Okay. The internet is fantastic for that. Subscribe and you're on the list. Okay. I issue the Herman Trend Alert. Right. Of to which you are a subscriber. And I, and I read it voraciously every time it it's comes out. It's fantastic to be interviewed by a super fan. I love you, Crystal. <laughs> so I scan a lot. I sign up for a lot. And then I look at not only what are the implications for me, but what are the implications for my audiences that I serve. Okay. Can you leave us with three trends for the speaking industry specifically? The first trend is, actually the first two are pretty near term. I didn't think that the second one was, but now I know it is, and I'll explain that in a minute. So online learning webinars and all non-traditional delivery channels are evolving so quickly that even what worked 18 months ago in online courses is not considered as effective today as we thought it was. So we need constantly to be evolving ourselves, constantly producing more, and looking for ways to take what we did do and repurpose it. Okay. The second tip and trend is that experience is emerging as the most important thing everywhere, in every industry, I don't care what you do. Okay. And that's what led me to write my book, Experience Rules, How Positive Experiences Will Drive Profit Into the Future. One of the things that Scott McCain talks about all the time is that he focuses on what experience he is delivering to his audience. Well, we in the speaking industry must do that if we want to continue to stay relevant. And what I just found out today is that there's an organization called Neuroscaping. They're located in Canada, Mm -hmm. and they're working on wearables that will help us to know in real time what our audiences are feeling, and they will adjust environments to make our messages more effective. Wow. Is that amazing or what? And they're looking for people to beta test it. Okay. Okay. And the final thing is our long-term future. And I wish I could tell you that this is going to be all rainbows and sunshine and happy things, but think about what happened when Moog synthesizers came on the scene. 
they replace human voices because mm. they could create human voices. And they actually eliminated many jobs of vocalists doing musical voices that are backup singing. So just as vocalists were replaced by digital technology, so do I believe we will be replaced oh, wow. by digital avatars. Okay. They may not look like us, but and we will still be needed as the content creators until the avatars can do the programming too, but probably that's not going to happen till about 30 years from now. So it's not really something that we need to be concerned about right away. I don't know. I might still be speaking in 30 years, Joyce. I, I'm now concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for letting me know what's on the horizon. Are, is there any other message that you want to give to any speakers that are listening to us now regarding leveraging futurism? Anything else you want to share? The reason that I became a futurist is that I discovered that if I could tell my clients what was coming, that made me a very valuable person. If we as speakers can incorporate some of our insights about what's coming down the pike to help our clients and our audiences be more successful, we are going to be much more appreciated and much more loved. Thank you for tuning in to Voices of Experience, the podcast of the National Speakers Association. Catch us on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, and NSA's social media profiles. You probably have goals for your business in this new year and decade. Luckily, NSA has an event that will help any speaker who's trying to grow their business. Have you registered for Winter Conference yet? It's just around the corner, February 28th through March 1st, in my town, Houston, Texas. Winter Conference 2020 is all about redesigning your sales strategies to get you to the finish line. It's time for some sales playbook spring cleaning. To register, visit nsaspeaker.org forward slash attend forward slash winter 2020. I'll see you next week when we'll discuss brand building for bucks. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.